Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, I underline that first phrase. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Can you, from your heart, truly say that and mean it? Would that, would that phrase, would that statement stand up in a court if you were being convicted or if I was being convicted for being a Christian? Would it stand up? I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it says it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Father, I pray that you'd help us today to see what you'd have us to. Lord, in this illustration this morning, I pray that you'd help us to see ourselves that we can truly say, no matter what happens, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, speak to our hearts. And God, we'll praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. What an amazing thing a pair of socks are. More than likely, everybody in here has got on some form of a sock. And... Um, I thought about socks. You know, they come in all different shapes and sizes and colors. And um, socks have been used for a lot of different things other than putting on our feet. And I want to show you some of those ways today instead of throwing socks away. This sermon came out of when I took, I, will, I guess you could say, inventory of my socks. When I got through... I had 38 pairs of socks. Now that's a lot of socks for one man to have, but I, I had 38 pairs of socks. Well, they were over here in this pile, and as I went through them, I ended up with 25 socks with nobody, no mate whatsoever. Now let me tell you something now. Uh, this is no reflection on my lady who washes my clothes. Do you understand? So men, don't be gouging your wife. One woman said, I've had it with him. I've, I'm, I'm ready to leave him. I said, what is the problem? She said, no matter where he changes his clothes, he leaves them dirty piled in the floor wherever he's at. And said he got on to me because he went to his wardrobe and nothing to wear. Said I told him if you put them in the dirty clothes basket, they will get washed. Okay, I put my socks in the dirty clothes basket. From there, they make their way to another room called the wash room. 
where we have a machine where you throw them in there and it automatically does everything. It even when it's over. That means you need to go get them out and put them in another machine we call the dryer where they go round and around and to the point they want to die probably. And again, it's the time to get them out and put them together like they're supposed to be and then put them back where the man can get his hands on them. This week, I wanted to wear gray socks. Okay, what color is gray? Well, gray is gray. Matt's got on a gray top. Well, I said, there's a good pair of gray socks right there. So I commenced, I sat down in my chair and I pulled them out and I commenced to put them on my feet. I got them on my feet and I looked down and I began to laugh. And Lynn says, what are you laughing at? She was in the bedroom too. I said, would you just come here and look what the wash lady's done? I'm holding holding my feet up and she looked at them. She said, they don't match, do they? I said, no, they don't. And both of us, we started laughing and we laughed. I said, listen, I love you. I said, I don't care what color sock is with what. I'm going to love you right on. But I think it's funny, don't you? And so she said, yeah, it is. That is funny. I don't know how that happened, she said. I can tell you about how it happened between texting and and what all you do on the telephone and trying to do this and that and the other, it's dangerous. You know, they say, don't be texting while you drive. Don't be washing clothes while you're texting. I came home from work one day. No, I had, quit, had to quit work to rush home one day in order to rush to the hospital. So I rushed in, I jerked my overalls off, I threw them in the washing machine, and I went to take a bath and get in another pair of clothes, and I happened to think, oh, no. In those days, I had a pager. Wasn't no cell phone, just a pager. I had it in my bib up here. That boy got baptized in the washing machine. <laughs> But I took him out and I laid him in the sun for three or four days and he resurrected and he began to work again. But I've, I've thought many things about, about, some, about socks. And so I just brought a few this morning just to show you. Now, look at here. These are brand new. But I don't know who would wear such, do you? I mean, I wouldn't want to be accused. But it says on here, Happy socks. I guess these happy socks is for happy hour. Hello? That's what I thought. I mean, my goodness. I'm not going. I don't want to wear them. And these pair here now, I've never worn these, but somebody in our church gave me these. You know who you are. I love these socks because they're good and thick. And they're warm. And right now, they've never been to the wash. And neither have they been to the dryer, so they still have the mate in which they came with. You know, socks reminds me of people. A lot of people. It reminds me of people. You know, there's some people that's just about wore out. I mean, look here. 
This sock reminds me of some people. They just slap wore out, but they still have a toe. They're not worn out, and they're faithful. He's always in the drawer. If I want to wear one sock, there it is right there. You know, he's going to be there for me. And that sock is used a lot of times for doing dusting. You know, just slide him up on there and just dust away. Throw it in the washing machine. It don't matter if they get a made or not. But how about this? And they throwed one in there and two came out. You know where the other was? Down behind the dryer. How did it get in behind the dryer? I'll never know. Now, ladies, this is no reflection on you. You know, I have been and helped change out washing machines and dryers and refrigerators. It is amazing what you find behind those appliances, isn't it? The lady says, don't look behind that. Well, how am I going to get the thing out if I don't look behind that? You know, another way to take a, a single sock by itself can be a sleeping bag for G.I. Joe. <laughs> Check that out. Hey, it's perfect. Bill Stricken would take a lesson on that. He just takes a one-man bag, so, you know, probably if they build a sock big enough, it'd work for him. These guys here, I have no idea who gave me these socks. I mean, now just pretend I'm going to put them on, okay? If I got these on, I want you to look. I mean, have you ever seen such a pair of socks? Now, this sock would be good uh, hanging uh, on the mantle for Christmas if it was mine. Just fill it up with Tootsie Rolls, you know? (laughs) Where those came from, I, I don't know. I don't even know how they ended up in my crowd. You know, here's another pair of socks that reminds me of people. They're good-looking socks. They're really, they're not worn at all as far as being frayed, you know what I'm talking about. They're not worn. They, they look good. And this, this pair reminds me of couples. You know what's wrong with this pair of socks right here? Those of you up front who's close, can you tell what's wrong? They are wrong side out. But yet they're still together. Hey, and they will wear just as good backwards as they wear forward. It reminds me of some couples. They have trouble here and there, but you count on them. They're going to be here. They may be wrong side out, but they are here. You know, it's amazing. Probably right now, men, you may have a sock that's on wrong side out. There ain't no use you looking now. I mean, if you want to look, it's okay. But it'd be embarrassing for you to pull your shoe off and straighten that sock out and put it on. There's another thing probably in this very congregation. I bet you, you ladies, most of you can't tell, what, don't know what color socks your man has on right now. Ain't you shoe looking because it's too late. You know, I pull out my suit in the morning and Lynn, she comes along and matches up the shirt and matches up the tie. And, uh, but not the socks. I'm going to maybe start letting her match up on the socks. No, this pair, well, this is not actually a pair. Um, This is a trio. Look here. Ain't that pretty? Hadn't been worn hardly. That's the man of the house. Here's the lady of the house. Here's the top. Now, how those got together in my closet? We got grand youngins, and then we got some older grands, <laughs> and then I guess that's granddaddy. I don't know. I don't know how they got in there. Together. You know, they don't match anywhere. They don't fit anywhere. Just like church folk, they don't think they fit nowhere. They don't, they, but they come. 
They come. They come anyhow. Now, here is a family. Now, this is, I've looked through these several times. These are some good-looking socks. They're not worn at all, but they're different colors, they're different shapes, they're different sizes. Reminds me of people. Look at there. Socks. You know, I've thought about socks a lot of times, what they are. Somebody, I had done this sermon somewhere or another, and that night I had a family to bring me this sock. This is called a hillbilly bank. You drop your coins right in there. And down here it says withdraw. Look out. It says withdraw, but they brought me that sock that night. Uh, you know, to go along with what I usually do when I use, do this um, sermon. Now, these socks right here are good socks, but they won't stay up. You can pull them up if you want to, take a few steps, and they just slide down. Reminds me of some of our people. You know, they just can't stay up. They're here one Sunday, gone the next. They're here one Sunday, sick the next. You know, I think sometimes we look at our calendar, let's see now. I think I'll be puny on this day, but I want to go this day. That's the day they're giving out uh, fruit for Christmas. I want to be sure I'm there for that day. Uh, you know, I no, I'm sure they don't, but it, it seems like it. Now, look at here. From right there up is a good-looking pair of socks, but, you know, I have blowed the hole back in out of the heel. Well, hey, put them on. Who's going to know it? I said that one time. Lynn said, I will know it, and the hospital, if you go there, will know it. So we don't want to wear something that's going to embarrass our mate. And this reminds me of some of our people too. There you go. Good socks. They're together. They're faithful. So what do you do? You accept them just as they are. But it's amazing what socks will do and can do. Now these socks match basically. But one got in the wash with Clorox and the other one didn't. So you know what happened? Two different shades of white. He asked people, what color are you? Well, I don't really know what color I am. I've been told I'm this, I'm that. But you know it makes no difference what color we are. Um, socks do remind me of, of people. Some socks lose their mate for different reasons. Some get separated from their mate. They get wrong side out. Maybe somebody treated them bad, so they get wrong side out. They get lazy. They just can't stay up. Some of them just wore slap out, but they keep on coming and, and obeying the Lord. But I believe, I believe there's sermons in socks. And when this thing came up, God just simply said, here it is. And so I wrote it down in order to give it to you. First of all, when I think of a pair of socks, not only does it remind me of some people, but it reminds me of salvation, the letter S. The salvation, the, the, uh, the appointment that Jesus had with death. You know, the Bible says this appointment on a man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. But Jesus had an appointment with death. And out there after death, there was a, appointment with the resurrection didn't take long three days he's up and going so socks the letter s reminds me of salvation which is simply admit we're sinners believe in the lord jesus christ 
and confess our sins, and he's promised to save our very souls. Salvation. Saved, born again. Uh, The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because the Bible says if you call on him, I will save you. It reminds me of singing also in in Psalm 40, verse 3. He hath put a new song in my mouth. And we sing. Hey, I look sometimes and we're singing. Uh, Some of you don't even open in your mouth unless you're yawning. It's okay if you don't say, I don't sing. Well, wiggle your lips. Fool somebody. But the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The letter S also stands for scripture. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given for inspiration of God. And it is profitable. We all want to be profitable. And so the Bible, uh, it, we accept in Christ the scripture is profitable for, for rip, learning. Uh, scriptures are in there to convict us of our sins. And if we're convicted, then we're going to confess. And if we confess, we're going to be cleansed. And if we're cleansed, then we're going to be set on top to follow Jesus no matter what comes. Whether our socks are up or down or wrong side out or wrong color, don't match, it doesn't matter. Why should it matter if I'm serving the Lord? So the letter S is for salvation. It also, the letter O is for obedience. Obedience. You know, we put our socks on, we pull them up, but they don't, they don't stay obedient. They don't stay where we put them. So many times, we as Christians, God puts us somewhere and we won't hang in there. We won't stay where he has put us. And that's simply disobeying the Lord. But I'm talking about being obedient to him in Romans 5, 19. Listen to what he says. By one man's obedience, we're all been saved. What if Jesus said, look, I've done a lot of good things. I've healed people. I've gave sight to the blind. I've raised the dead back to life. And now I've got to go to the cross and die. He was obedient. The Bible says even unto death, 2 Corinthians 2, 9 says we are obedient or we should be obedient in all things. Simply all things. If we obey the Lord in all things, then all things are going to work for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. Philippians 2.8, Jesus was obedient. Um, I think about when he said, um, fill the water pots. You know, and they're thinking, sure enough, you remember what his mother said? Whatever he asks you, just do it. I don't know what he's got in mind, but just do it. You know, I'm thinking back about my life and, and Lynn's life and, and the funeral we had this week was back in the church where she and I attended when we were dating. The church where we got married in. The church where I surrendered to preach in. So many memories are there, but we couldn't stay. God said, I don't want you to stay here. I got somewhere else for you uh, to be. And so we want to be obedient to God. You know, it's not only, uh, when we think of socks, it's not only salvation and obedience. But there's oil. When I think of socks, they're oil. I love a good, soft pair of socks. Oil for lamps, it's for anointing. Bibles talks about it's for healing. And also, 
we think about this, for I, why do we think about this? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The letter C is for Christ. Now, if we're on the same page, okay, and we all are going alike and doing what we're supposed to do, we believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. We believe that 12 years old that he was in the temple and he was expounding himself and they couldn't figure out why he knew all the things he knew. He knew it because he was the son of God. He was Christ in flesh. In First uh, Peter, uh, we, we, we find some scripture there that, uh, you know, Jesus uh, was a pastor um, out in the wilderness. He didn't have but one member. And he wasn't a member. He just showed up. That was the devil. He showed up. You mark it down. Listen, you may think you're by yourself. You know who will show up and cause you to believe that? The devil. But Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. He was a pastor. He was also a teacher. He had 12 students, the disciples, that he poured himself into because he knew his time was short, that he would soon be gone. You know what? You and I as parents, you and I as grandparents, we need to pour ourselves, our Christian self, our, our Lord Jesus Christ into our children and into our grandchildren. It's important. It's necessary. He performed miracles. We need to believe that. He laid down his life for sinners. And by the way, you know, there's two kinds of sinners, lost and saved, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He was buried. He arose from the grave on the third day. We believe that. We believe that he's in heaven right now. We believe that he's gone to prepare us a place. We believe that he's coming back. That's the whole gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The letter K in socks is for the kingdom. It's for the kingdom. In Matthew 6, 33, it says seek. That's look for, hunt. Seek ye first, not second, not third. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says all these things shall be added, not subtracted, not divided, but shall be added unto you. And when we think about that, uh, Mark's gospel says the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus said, I got the keys to the kingdom. So the kingdom is important. Why? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The letter S. When we think about sacrificing, being obedient, and thinking about Jesus and thinking about his kingdom, it leads us that we should be willing to make sacrifices. Sacrifices. Well, sacrifices to me is made in three areas. Sacrificing your money. You know, it seems like more so this time of year than any other time. People are giving and giving and giving. And it seems like also more so this time than any other time. People are waiting for a handout. And it's Christmas. And so they catch us in a spirit of Christmas giving Thinking, hey, they're going to give me something. I don't mind giving. I'll give my last dime. That's what it takes. 
But if I know somebody's out to get me or to take advantage of me, then I'm going to cut it off. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Jesus said, if you go to the door and you knock and they don't let you in or they tell you to get out from here, it says to shake the dirt off your feet and return no more, but pray for them. You know, so many times we tell these people who come, uh, you be at church tonight and we'll do something for you. We'll help you. Most time they don't come. They've gone somewhere else. I don't know if you've heard about, there's a lady, I think she's going by the name of April. She's going around the churches saying she's pregnant. She don't have a husband. She has nowhere to live. And she has hit several churches and they have given her money. I think now she's maybe gone to a different county. I'm not sure, so be alert. But sacrificing our money. Also sacrificing of our time. You know, this uh, here again, this season seems like it's so rushing. Here it is, December the 2nd already. And I'm thinking, where in the world has these 11 months gone? I mean, it's just like they have vanished. And here we are, about to be another year older. And where is time going? Well, I don't know. But it's still 24 hours in a day. Seven days in a, in a week. Four to five weeks in a month. Twelve months in a year. 365 days in a year, none of that's changed. But it seems like it gets away from us. So we need to sacrifice our, our money, our time. We need to sacrifice our talent. Many of you are so blessed with talents and you're not using them. You're not, allow, you're not allowing God to, to let you say, hey, take your talent and use it for me. You know, you, you can do something. In fact, on the care card, if there's something that you would love to do, write it on there. We will see that and do our best to to plug you in where you feel like that you can sacrifice some of your time. Um, You know, the letter S is is not only for sacrifice. When I think about it, it's a time to search. Psalm 139.1, the Bible says, God says, search me and know me. You know, do we really know God? You know, at this time of year, just like before us here, we, we have the manger with the baby in it. I'm satisfied you could go down to maybe three, four years old and ask a child, who is that? They'll say, baby Jesus. Okay? Um, and we need to share that with our little ones and then teach them that, hey, Jesus grew up. Jesus was a little boy just like you at one time. And he grew up. He became a man. And share with uh, our little ones what he has done for us. You know, search the scriptures. The letter S is also for separate. Separation. Uh, the Bible uh, says that we, in, in 2 Corinthians six seventeen, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Those that would drag us down. Cause us to maybe do something that uh, we would be ashamed of. And submit ourselves. James 4, 7, 7 says, submit ourselves to the Lord. But words, give ourselves to him and surrender. Surrender it all to Jesus. Uh, you know, I want to read verse 20 one more time. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. All the creation of God. It's being seen. It's being seen. Understood. 
by the things that are made, even his eternal power and his Godhead, so that they, that is the lost, are without excuse. I underline that in my Bible. They are without excuse. If I'm not all God wants me to be, listen, when I stand before him, I will be without excuse. He gives us opportunities to get our lives together before we leave. Get your house in order. Your house, not necessarily where you live, but this house. Get your house in order because time's running out. My cousin by marriage this week had her funeral, 64 years old. 64. With grandchildren, one great-grandchild, a time to really in her life just to begin to enjoy them. Had a heart attack. Gone just that quick. 64. And I think about these things. I, I, I do not want to be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we need to keep our socks clean. We need to make sure they are right side out. We need to make sure they are up. We need to make sure that if they need washing, to wash them. Our souls is the socks of our lives, and we need to keep it pure, as pure as can possibly be. And the best we can do, hey, our socks are going to slide down. They're going to come, become discolored. They're going to become wrong side out. But remember, God said, I love you this much, and he stretched out his arms of his son and died for you and for me. And Jesus said... I'm not going to leave you, and I'm not going to forsake you. It's a high privilege to represent Jesus. And this is a good time of year to represent Jesus. You know, everywhere I've been going, I've been saying Merry Christmas. I don't think I've heard happy holidays not once. Say it, Merry Christmas. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Share that with people. You know, these, these bell ringers, and I, I have a, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I wish I had more word about this list over here of signing up for the bell ringers, but I haven't heard from the man who's supposed to call and say, hey, you know, has any of you in here heard? You have? Okay, good. You have? Great. Okay, well, maybe he's going, okay. maybe he's going to call me. Because uh, Lynn and I are on the list, okay? Go, smile, thank people, wish them a Merry Christmas. God will bless you. Make sure you're smiling. People will walk by. I've done it so many times. They'll walk by frowning. They'll walk by and won't say a word. Well, you know, about everywhere we go, there's bell ringers. You know, drop something in there, and then you won't act like you won't be a Scrooge. <laughs> drop something in there. I've heard people say, oh, I've already given over yonder. Okay, no problem. But it's all about our socks, the socks of the gospel. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you touch hearts and lives. God, without you, we're nothing. But I know with you we can do all things. So I pray, Lord, that you'd help us. Help us not to be ashamed of your word. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For without it, we're nothing. 
and we're going to hell without it, Father. And I pray that you'd help us to accept, believe, and trust in you and be willing to share that with others if we are not ashamed of the gospel. Father, I pray that you give people courage that they need to come to this altar today. Maybe there's some here that's lost, God. I said, that's the most important part of being is to be saved. God, I pray that you give them courage to come forward. There could be some here, Lord, that's been thinking about joining our church. And Lord, if it's in their hearts today, Lord, I pray that you give them the courage to come. And whatever decision people need to make today, God, give them courage to do that. God, we'll love you and thank you for all you do for us. But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. What we're saying.